The Colour Pink Podcast. All about women. Chatting about all that women stuff. Hello and welcome to The Colour Pink Podcast. Featuring a little intro now. It's very nice. What did you think, mysterious guest? Of the intro? (gasps) Oh my gosh, you're a boy. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, this episode, titled Devil's Advocate, as you can see, we have our first ever male guest on the podcast. I mean, we've only had a a few episodes, so I guess it's not that groundbreaking. (laughs) But joined with me on the podcast today, our first ever male guest, it's Dan Price. Hello. A.K.A. My very, very good friend, forward slash partner. In crime. Yeah, in life. Yeah. You're my boyfriend. Yeah, I'm your boyfriend. And um, the idea for this podcast was sort of, um, it was it was kind of your idea, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it'd be a good thing to have. Obviously, I really like listening to it, and you've already said you've got a fair few male listeners. Yeah. Um, at the moment, you're getting a lot of views that agreeing with you, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So Devil's Advocate is an idea for a show where... It's the opposite. Yeah. What's going on in the world? So with each of the episodes, we we do touch upon, um, yeah, the devil's advocate aspect, but not to the extent we're going to go into it today. Um, Because basically, Dan's just collected a few things that pee me off. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. It'll be things that I think a lot of people have heard about feminism, about women, um. So I am the unfortunate fella to play <laughs> devil's advocate. That's not saying that these views are just from men. No. No. Um, but come on, let's be honest. Uh, uh, you'll hear some of the stuff, meninism and all that. Yeah, meninism, yeah. Men right, men's rights activists. Yeah. They're a thing. Um, so yeah, we're going to be going through... Um, in the Feminist Friend episode that I did with Alice, um, we talked a little bit about how um, I feel like people genuinely start arguments with me. And I think a couple of the things that potentially will come up today will be things that people bring up to me to try and have a debate with me. So potentially, if it happens again, I could be like, do you know what? Just go listen to my podcast and you'll hear all my views straight from there. <laughs> yeah, this is my safe zone to say some <laughs> of this stuff. <laughs> Daniel is a safe distance away from me. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer: There'll be no violence. I'm gonna me- move my keys. <laughs> there you go. See, no weapons okay. in range. <laughs> right. Let's do this. So hit me with your first devil's advocate argument. I guess. Abby. Mm. The gender pay gap is a myth. People don't pay the same job at different wages. Okay. It's a fallacy that feminists have made up. Fallacy. <laughs> okay. So this this is an argument that I've seen a lot of. It's you and yeah, you do hear it a lot. Day to day, people uh I guess working middle class people, they don't see the um gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. So I mean even in my work, people who are doing my job who are women are getting paid the same thing. Yeah. So so it's a myth. Yeah. So I can't remember when the whole gender pay gap thing, like t- even term, first turned up. But, um, and I'm going to focus on the UK, because recently Britain's um, biggest companies have to publish their gender pay gap. They have to publish what it is. Oh. So by the time this podcast goes out, um, the deadline was the 4th of April. and This podcast will go out on the 6th of April. So, um, and over or so already today is the second of April on the time of recording this. Um, 
Over 6,000 companies have disclosed the difference between what they pay male and female employees. And companies who fail to provide their data by next week will face legal action. So this has been set by the government that they have to publish it. Because by publishing it, then people can start holding it accountable and actually see what the facts are. So at this point, there's still about over 2,000 companies that still need to report it. Well, I remember... The BBC, didn't they do one on the differences? Yeah, those were the broadcasters, wasn't it? And that was really bad. Yeah, well, the fact, I think the fact how much they were earning. Mm. I'm looking at a BBC analysis here. So I'm about to school you about the gender pay gap in the oh, UK. Here we go. Because these are legit. <laughs> so the vast majority of firms that have um, reported, um, they do pay men more than women. However, 13% of these firms that have already reported it actually pay women more on average than men. But the thing is, we're saying this in a very like generalisation. Like We don't know what sectors these are mm-hmm. because we know that some sectors are more female-dominated and some sectors are more male-dominated. Um, and actually, 7% of companies have said they have no pay gap at all. However, that is a very small percentage. That is 7% out of the biggest companies in the UK say we have no gender pay gap. So that's actually really, really small, which means that we could argue 93% have a gender pay gap either which way. Statistics proven that pay gap does exist. Yeah, so literally already the pay gap does exist and you can check out this online and have a read because it was really, really interesting. Um, But yeah, so we have sectors. So um, out of all the sectors, um, all of them, bar three, um, men are paid more. And what is surprising here is women are paid more in water and waste, household employers and mining. <laughs> How crazy mining. is that? <laughs> mining. Where do we mine? <laughs> but um, but the rest of them, you know, they're finance, education, uh, manufacturing, communication, health, retail, all of the others. Um, even arts and entertainment, which is famously, you know, you see more women trying to get mm-hmm. into that than men. All the men are paid more. Wow. So... I mean, I could bore you and go on about this, but the gender pay gap is literally not a myth. And the thing is, is that, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't see it because, and even when, say you're working in a retail job, you're getting paid by the hour, all the people on that shop floor, you're all going to be getting paid the same because that's just how it works. So when you're in the lower paid jobs, you don't see it as much. It's when you start rising up. It's when you start getting higher and it's, you know, have you ever like looked at jobs and it says that the salary is between 18000 and 24000 That's when you start seeing the difference because depending on um, who you are, depending on the CV and the who, who you are, that will then determine how what the difference between that salary that's is. That's very interesting. So that's like when interviewers and companies' personal preferences mm-hmm. on gender and just, I guess, people in general. Yeah, and it definitely comes down to, I think... Um, men seem to be more confident when going for jobs than women do. Um, They say, I don't know what the actual quote or statistic is, but I think it's, so forgive my (laughs) sweeping generalisation (laughs) once again, um, is that a woman will not put herself forward for a job unless she sees that she's uh, like 90% qualified for it. But Mm. a man will only do it like 60 or something like that. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a very interesting article. So it's on the BBC and it's called uh, Gender Pay Gap Deadline, What to Know. Um, And just give it a read. And and by the time this podcast has come out, um, hopefully there will actually be more statistics. But because um, there's only a small percentage left to report. But there you go. The gender pay gap is not a myth and it's rude for you to say so. 
And yeah, I was going to ask, how would you respond if someone said that to you in the street? After I've just read all that out, I'd be very annoyed. <laughs> would you Would you go through all of this I, I website? I'd send him the link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you took that quite well. Yeah. You handled it calmly and effectively. It didn't seem to trigger you or bother you at all. No, because I had facts to back me up. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Yeah. It does help. Yeah. It does help. So, well done with that one. I'll give you the next one. Do I get a point? <laughs> Uh, we don't have a bullet. Ding, ding. <laughs> right. Okay, women want feminism because they want constant gratification for being a woman. That's all that feminism's for. Right. So, well, oh God, let me get my head around this one. So when I was reading it, it's quite a difficult one to even understand. Some people have the opinion that feminism exists. So the song that Beyonce did... Who rule the world, girls? Yeah. That came up loads and like people were using that as an argument that feminism's just there like as an ego boost. It's not there to actually prove anything. It's just like To be like, We're women, we're the best. Yeah. It's giving you a pat on the back because you're a woman. Yeah, there's no political aims to it. They're not mm. trying to change anything. It's Right. What do you think about that? Well, I obviously disagree <laughs> because, well, the problem is feminism now is very different than when feminism was first around. The first wave of feminism, so we're about on the third or fourth wave of feminism right now, um, and the first wave of feminism was the suffragettes, mm. uh, and I'm talk- talking very Western first world feminism here. It's how women were literally property. They were not allowed any rights of their own they weren't allowed to vote they weren't allowed to own property and they were you know and things like they weren't allowed it's basically that they weren't allowed to do things that men were allowed to do just because they were women that's where feminism came from and the reason it's called feminism is because it was the women that were oppressed and they're the ones who wanted equality and i think it's really important to acknowledge that's where like fem the femme part of it comes from. Okay, yeah. Um, Because I'm sure we'll get into the whole word of feminism later, Mm -hmm. but sticking with this. um, So those women, they fought, they were were thrown in prison. Some of them were killed. Like people, like they're trampled by horses. But we now vote. We have equal rights to vote. We can own property. You know, we can do anything that a man can because there's no reason why we couldn't. I consider myself a third wave feminist third wave feminism or you know modern feminism you know we're not fighting for the vote we're fighting to be treated equally because no one's saying that we can't do anything because you can't say that you can't you can't say it's it's not politically correct to say that anymore that you're a woman can't do something however Mm. you don't have to say it to feel like it and it's when you like you walk into lectures like an engineering lecture and there's 90 percent guys there and there's 10 percent girls there feminism is about um having those equal opportunities and um and it's things like you know just everyday sexism the fact you know when you get catcalled and you literally get looked down on because you're a woman you know it's it's the it, it it's not I'm start yeah I'm starting to understand it. So back in the day it was uh, it was far more obvious and out there the differences. Yes. Now it's so much more subtle. Yeah. So people who have this argument that feminism isn't there politically aren't mm-hmm. seeing the subtleties of what it's trying to yeah. achieve. It's not trying to change a hundred different laws. It's trying to change social yeah. laws instead. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. And exactly. And, you know, gender pay gap aside and things like that, it's still a political movement because um, there are some laws that don't protect women, like abortion laws where abortion isn't legal. And um, 
they protect rapists you know like you know and again this is a bit more third world of that so in some cultures in some places women have to marry their rapists like that is wow. messed up um so the fact that people genuinely think one of the other episodes that we did i did say i fear that becoming a feminist is a little bit trendy however if you believe in equality of the sexes you're a feminist because that is the genuine definition. Do you know what? I'm going to get the, the Webster's definition up mm. for feminism. So um, when you search feminism in the dictionary, it is a noun. Um, and it is the advocacy of women's rights on the ground of equality of the sexes. So it comes from a place of women's rights because that is where it was built up yeah. from. But it's about the equality of the sexes because as well... When men feel oppressed, you know, so with like toxic masculinity, you know, they feel like they have to be these um, really strong men who don't cry and things like that. That comes from a patriarchal society. Yeah. So that's feminism. So it's great being a woman. I love being a woman, but that's not why I'm a feminist, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that yeah. what That kind of fits into another thing that we've got on it. I don't believe in feminism. I believe in equalism. Well, again, yeah, so this was a quote from... I know, so this wasn't a man, was it? This was Miss USA, out of the year. (laughs) So a Miss USA person said, I don't believe in feminism, I believe in equalism. Already, that is a massive oxymoron, because I'm not convinced equalism is a word, first of all, but you do you. Um, (laughs) But feminism and equality is the same thing. And... I appreciate when some people um, feel like the way that we're moving, you know, how men feel that they don't feel equal anymore. But a lot of people say it is that you don't recognise equality because you've never had it. So that's why you feel like it's oppression. Mm. Do you know Do you know what I mean? Say that again. Um, you don't recognise equality. So some, some men don't recognise that this is equality because we haven't been equal. They see it as oppression, even though now we're just on equal playing fields because the opportunities aren't just being thrown to them anymore. They've got to, they've got to consider a ah, whole right. other field of people. Okay, yeah. If you get me. Mm. I think it uh, kind of says a lot about people if they judge just the word feminism mm. and then they don't look any further deeper into it. So it's feminism, that's females, exactly. that's just for women. How blinkered have you got to be if you're not going to go deeper into that and actually think, right, what is feminism? What am I not liking about this? Is it just the name that I don't like? And to be fair, it is. Because I I know a lot of people argue, like, maybe we need to not use the word, but then you're forgetting where it comes from and it's Mm -hmm. the history of it. Um, Yeah, so another word that people are using is um, egalitarian, describing themselves as egalitarian. And again, it says... um, a person who advocates or supports the principle of equality for all people, and this does include the sex, like you know, equality of the sexes. Mm. And a lot of people use the term; they call themselves egalitarians because they are so anti-feminism. Because the feminism they know isn't feminism; it's this fourth-wave feminism, which are radical feminists who do hate men and they don't want equality. And that's like what people are seeing the most of as yeah. well, because they they seem to shout the loudest. Yeah. And that, and that is a shame because that isn't feminism. And that's why I always call... It's because I'm always clear. I'm a third-wave feminist. And Dan knows it annoys me because he'll be like, you're a fourth-wave feminist. <laughs> what a stupid political argument, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> what a deep argument, yeah, that, that is. What, so what What did... um? What is it? Eagle... Egalitarian. Egalitarianism. So 
Miss USA equalism. Maybe she's just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate she's trying to be a... She's trying. She's she? trying. I'm sure she has other qualities other than vocabulary. Mm. I don't know. Right. I want to know your opinion on this one. Okay. Because oof, I've heard it a lot. I work with a lot of women, right? Mm-hmm. In my office is a fair few. Right. And yeah, this is one of the comments. Feminists are just as sexist all i ever hear is all men are this and i hate men right and you know what i do hear that a lot <laughs> what from the women in your office yeah yeah um i mean being a feminist and being sexist you can't be the set you can't mm. it, it just can't uh, casual sexism right okay there is um what people might call a double standard women can say all this crap about men but men can't say it about women, right? Yeah. Is the, do you do you feel like that? Um, I don't think that the things that they can and can't say. I just think people do. Yeah. I don't think people are thinking. Oh, I can't say that. I'm a feminist. So say no. So say okay. Um, different example. Um, it's okay for women to objectify men, but it's not okay for men to objectify women. Like right. Speaking personally, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Okay. When when they're saying all that stuff, I laugh it off. Yeah. It's it's not something that bothers me. Yeah. But I'm not the one who's been oppressed. But this is kind of what yeah, I was getting. I don't to. know. It, it's a tough one. Yeah. To answer. So I understand why people can see it as a double standard and can see it as hypocritical. However, it's just it's not the same because, as you say, men haven't been oppressed in the same way women have. And it's the same way of um, with races. The N-word, black people have reclaimed that word. That was a word that is so disgustingly racist when used by someone who is not black, you know? They've reclaimed that. And, you know, it's fine for them to use it because they have been oppressed, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not saying objectifying people is fine, Absolutely not. I don't think we should objectify anyone. Or generalising. Like, the, yeah. the people who say all men are this and I hate men. Yeah. I mean, they're wrong, aren't they? Because yeah. no all men are like this. Yeah. No all women are like that. I think, I do understand it because, um, say if we look at, like, social media culture and Twitter culture and things like that, um, a tweet of um, a girl um, tweeting about something, saying that all men are this, could very easily go viral of girls agreeing and laughing about it. Whereas if there was a tweet um, of a guy doing a similar thing, like all girls are slags and all that, you'd get a lot of, I think Mm -hmm. you'd get a lot more angry people than you would um, people laughing and agreeing with it. And I do understand the double standard, I do. But I personally believe, and I think it's just because of how it is, it's because women are, there's a lot more connotations calling a girl a slag because it used to be that um, if a girl had sex, she was a slut and if a guy had sex, he was a hero. Mm. You know? And we're still working on things like that. Any any generalisation is pretty dumb, isn't it? I yeah. mean, this even, the statement starts off, feminists are just as sexist. That's a generalisation in itself. Yeah. All feminists are the same. They're not yeah. all saying men are all this and I hate men. Yeah. Abby, do you hate men? No. Obviously not. Bloody hope I'm not. Going out with one. <laughs> <laughs> G- Generalisations are a problem with any like cause, mm-hmm. um, and when people have a voice and they have these generalisations that they throw out, it, it's never good. So there's a difference between someone saying it in an office mm-hmm. and then someone spreading that among the public. Um, yeah. 
and it being a wider voice. Right then. Anyway, out of my feminist head. <laughs> Back into the yeah. patriarch. <laughs> right, okay. Men are becoming more oppressed than women. For example, when there's a divorce, who gets the kids? It's not fair. Also, I read loads of stuff about um, false rape. Oh, Things yeah. Like that. Accusations. Yeah, yeah, false. Yeah, rape accusations and stuff. And how, when it comes to courts, especially, um, females are favoured over the males. Yeah. Um, whether I think the arguments were the females will be believed more yeah. in the rape cases. And when it comes to custody battles, famously, um, the mothers are seem to have more entitlement to yeah. the kids and the father. Um we we obviously have already touched on um men are becoming more oppressed than women. Mm. Um because as I said, it's not that they're becoming more oppressed than women, it's that it's just getting more equal. So I'll just leave that there because we've already said that. Um when it comes to divorce and like custody things, so if people want to use this as an argument against feminism, it's not going to work. Because I absolutely agree that if a man and a woman get divorced, then the w- the woman shouldn't automatically get the kids. Mm. You know, as as someone who um, is a child of divorce, that just wouldn't have made any sense to me for me to just go just stay with my mum all the time. Because you know, my dad is a perfectly capable father. Didn't really know how to cook, but he's learnt now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and I think it's terrible that we get this bias. But again, it's just years and years of yeah, just like bias. Of saying the woman is the homemaker, and the man and you know brings what? in the bacon. This was when I was reading. This was used as arguments against feminism. Feminism is the answer <laughs> to this problem, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. not the prob. It's not the cause of it. Feminism is the answer to it. Yeah, you're right. And and the thing is, there are um, you know the different um, sections of feminism. There are women who are more pushing the agenda for things like that. But there there will be um, feminists out there, men and women. Um, male and female feminists out there pushing the agenda that when it's, there's a divorce, if you need to go to court about that, it needs to be equal and there can't be a bias on the woman. And um, what was the other thing that you said? Rape accusation. Right, yeah. See, this one, oh, this one's awful because in the day and age we're in right now, there's a hell of a lot of accusations go flying around, isn't there? Okay, so there was a recent story um, which happened in uh, Ireland and there was um, an accusation of um, rape. It was four men that were involved in the trial. Um, Two, I think, um, were accused of rape and the other two were perverting the course of justice. And all four men were acquitted. And there was a huge uproar on social media because there was quite a lot of evidence um, to prove it. Um, There was like a WhatsApp chat of saying like of those four men talking about it. Yeah, the the accused said that all the sexual activity was consensual. Um, They the defense claimed that the girl was embarrassed that she had group sex and then just claimed rape. And there was a huge uproar about it. And the hashtag I believe her um, started trending. And it was a lot of people. So there's a there's a tweet right here. And it says, if I got raped today, I wouldn't even consider reporting it because of cases like this because they fit because these people feel like there was a lot of evidence in this case to prove it i'm not saying that false rape accusations happen but if we think about a case like this and you think about the brock turner case where he got like a couple of months um for raping an unconscious girl 
you know it doesn't seem fair personally i haven't seen a lot of false rape accusations come into the mainstream media Mm. i see a lot of this stuff you know and that might be because i pick and choose well i'm I might unknowingly being yeah, selective yeah. about what the kind of news that I want to see. Um, but I don't think it's fair to use that as an argument against feminism as well when there are so many people who are accusing of rape and their well, the rapists are getting away with it, you know? And false rape accusations do happen and they're terrible and they're awful, but we shouldn't assume that all rape accusations are false. You know, it's such a dangerous thing to get into, isn't it? Yeah, it's a case-by-case case thing. Absolutely. It's just a weird... It, it's a, You know what? It's a problem in society. It's a question that's been going on in courts mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, something that we find quite hard to get to the bottom of. Um, and I guess meninists or anti-feminists are using that mm-hmm. as ammunition so the, the taking the problems in court exactly. as ammunition against the whole of feminism. Yeah. Right. Moving on. This is an interesting one because okay. I do, I I kind of on board with it. How is giving a boy blue and a girl pink blankets going to hurt anyone? How is it? It's colours. Who cares? Okay. It's just what we do. So you said you're on board with this one. You don't see the harm. Yeah. You know what? I, no, I I don't see the harm. I think mm-hmm. as a society, we've got traditions in all aspects of life. And yeah, we've got one for boys and one for girls with the colour blankets and whatever they yeah. have. Um, right. When you were a kid, what kind of toys did you play with? Uh, I loved Lego. I had Action Man, mm-hmm. which obviously I know are quite gender-specific ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, loads of action toys. Would you have ever wanted a wanted a barbie would you have ever wanted any girly toys don't remember it don't remember ever wanting them yeah but i know this argument that of whether if a kid wants it do you give them it or not yeah exactly and um but thing is the fact that it never crossed your mind that you wanted one mm. because you were only ever given male specific toys yeah and i think basically it's um the whole Blue blanket and pink blanket. So the title of this podcast is The Colour Pink, which is an ironic... It's supposed to be ironic that you look at it and you're like, The Colour Pink, oh, it's about girl stuff. Yeah. And it is, you know, but why would you assume that? Because society and traditions, it, yeah. like I was saying, it's something that we all have. I think it's... I don't think it's fair to only assign, like, assign colours to gender. I just think it's stupid. Like... Why do we have why do we have gender specific colours and then why do we have gender neutral colours? Why is yellow gender neutral? Yeah, that seems I weird. Think, I think you highlighted where it becomes an issue when you were saying, you know, what if you wanted something different? Yeah. Are we really gonna some, put kids into boxes and then kids, punish them when they don't? I was working, so I used to work in a um, a stationery shop, and a part of the stationery shop they had a kids shop. Mm. And I was working in the kids' shop one day, and this boy came in. He couldn't have been any older than 10. And um, he picked up this, it was a watch. And it was like one of those slap-on like wrist things, but it was a watch. Wow. And it was purple. And when he was picking it up, and he was like, he was wanting to go buy it. And then, I don't think it was his mum, I think it was like his auntie who came in. And was like, why have you picked that up for? That's, that's a girl's one. Uh. And was like, taking the mick out of this nine-year-old kid for wanting a p- 
purple slap-on wrist watch. Mm. Okay, so that kid might have felt a little bit embarrassed. It might not affect him like massively, but little things like that, when he grows up, it's, it's, it's the fact that kids will make fun of you for liking what you like and then you'll stop liking it because you've been told not to. Yeah, I guess uh, going back to the first thing we were talking about, where you're talking about what jobs people should have, mm. what we should do day to day, what I should wear, all of that. That, that Suppose it does all start, I'm starting to understand, it does all start from when you're a baby and they say, no, you shouldn't do that, you yeah. should have this. Yeah. And it carrying that on, starting that little spark at the start of the life is just growing and growing into this massive thing. And it's exactly. like, this is you as a man, you have to act like this. You're not you allowed to, like to become the person that you would just naturally become because you have these obstacles and it literally is that blue or pink blanket. Because mm. I, I, for me, for when I, if I get pregnant one day... I don't want to tell anyone oh the ge- <laughs> I don't want to tell anyone the gender of it because I want to see what they would buy the baby. Yeah, people are going to be very mad. <laughs> well, they can get over it. Um my boss had the a similar experience I thought I'd just say where um her son wanted he was like 3 years old. Mm. Um wanted a kitchen set, a fake kitchen set. Oh. And the dad went nuts. And he was like, he is not having a kitchen set in our house. We're not teaching him to be a housewife. We're getting him a construction work set. Yeah. Honestly, honestly. And you know what? And you'll, in 10 years' time, you'll get annoyed that he can't cook. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you cook? (laughs) Maybe if you got me that kitchen set when I was three, Dad. Abby, you mentioned double standards before, and you know what? I'm still not bought into it. Okay? Okay. Feminists do have double standards. Yep. You want equal pay, but you still expect me to hold the door and pay for your meal. What are you doing? <laughs> well, again, I think this is changing as people are moving into the modern world, I guess. Um, because paying for your meal... So for us, we've been together for over three years now. Mm. We've always gone halves. Yeah. And you've never like expected that you should pay for the meal. And you've also never expected that I should pay for the meal. No. You know? So, and and to be honest, I, I think that is shared with a lot of people, but I do know there are a lot of um, women out there who do feel like, especially for the first date, the guy should pay for the I was going to say, have you seen First Date's yeah. TV show? Half of the people yeah, yeah, yeah. on that show. But I think, I think that's gross. And I think, again, a part of equality is, you know, being able to pay for the meal. Holding the door, for example. Now, being mm-hmm. chivalrous, that's nothing to do with having a double standard of wanting to be treated equally but also wanting to hold the door that's just being polite man and you know what sometimes i feel like and again i feel like this is ingrained sometimes if someone so say i'm like walking we're walking side by side and they open the door i just go through first but i think that's just because i'm obnoxious (laughs) (laughs) i i definitely have a habit of trying to open doors first like it's not a conscious decision to make i just seem to go for the door first and then wait at the door yeah that but i mean it's something we all know isn't it yeah. holding the door yeah. to let the ladies through and i guess it's been ingrained in me through the media and whatever yeah, exactly. or just like seeing people do it yeah um, just i think the main thing is this is like just be polite if someone opens the door for you no matter what their gender just say thank you and just go it doesn't make you any less of a man to go through a door that a woman's opening and you know and this argument's absurd it says you want equal pay <laughs> 
but you expect me to hold the door like like that equates to equal pay. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have both. You can't be paid the same and have me open the door. <laughs> Disgusting. So You're asking too much of me. Too much. <laughs> um okay, well, I think I think I got through that really, really well. So fifth take so far i'm covered in bruises but yeah this one shut up no it's not but dan thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and playing devil's advocate i feel like this wasn't an easy thing for you to do mm-hmm. how, have you found, how have you found it all right i'm sweating no it, it, yeah it's it's been good it you know what it's interesting because some of the assumptions that make you kind of i guess everyone has stuff they just have in the back of the mind that they expect like the colour thing and mm. being polite holding doors open um, just gets you thinking a bit more about them like the wider effect that can have a lot of people say they complain about like millennials and I guess fourth wave feminists yep. where they say why are they getting angry about this stuff why do they care so much there's wi- there's wider consequences to small actions isn't there yeah absolutely well thank you again so much going on and thank you for listening i feel like we could do another episode of devil's advocate one day um so we'd love to hear your thoughts tweet us at color pink pod don't forget to follow us on twitter and don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes and rate us five stars leave us a little review and as ever have a wonderful day and again thank you very much for listening bye-bye bye-bye